to the Beyond 24 Days podcast with your host, Brooke and Ken. Beyond 24 Days is focused on healthier living by promoting whole and natural foods while supporting your local, responsible producers. You can follow us on social media at Beyond 24 Days, where we share our food ideas and recipes. And now your hosts, Brooke and Ken. Hi, everybody. Welcome back for Episode 2 of Beyond 24 Days. Yes, quite exciting. Uh, we released our first podcast last week, and uh, we posted it to SoundCloud and YouTube. And so far, we have 40 views, uh, probably 35 of which are our own. Uh, so thank you to all of our other viewers. And we actually have a few new subscribers to our YouTube channel. So uh, welcome, and thanks for joining along with us. So after airing the first podcast on YouTube, we actually had some questions outside of social media. Uh, the first being about clean eating. Um, some people are interested to know more about clean eating. And oftentimes, um, Brooke and I will get asked, you know, how'd you guys lose so much weight? And uh, one of the things that we really focus on is clean eating. And the other question was about the Advocare 24-Day Challenge, which we kind of described briefly in our first podcast. Basically, we came up with the name Beyond 24 Days because we wanted to take the next step and go beyond the 24-day challenge and just live a healthier life. So from here, we kind of feel like that if you're using the Advocare products, then you're already kind of in the know, and there's really no need for us to kind of rehash all the products and go through everything. The whole focus of this podcast is about clean eating because we feel like that should be available to everybody. Everybody deserves a right to eat just clean, real food. And that's what we want to share with you guys. So, you know, if you have any sort of Advocare-specific questions, you can go to our website, beyond24days.wordpress.com, and go to our contact page. It'll take you to a distributor link that'll take you to our site. If you have any specific questions about the products, you can get in touch with us there. But that's pretty much going to be the extent of it. Like I said, this podcast is going to focus on clean eating and the food and our meal ideas and any other knowledge that we can hopefully share with you guys. So, uh, I guess to really expand on clean eating more, I, Brooke is the food expert, so I will let her answer the clean eating question. I wouldn't really say I'm a food expert. I'm pretty much the one who does the cooking for okay. the family. Well, so. I'll give you that. First things first, you have to start by cleaning your kitchen, making your kitchen clean. And I don't mean by scrubbing it. Um, that helps. <laughs> this is a really hard thing for me to do because I value food and no matter what we had in the house, I always thought I could make something amazing and nutritious and I'm putting that in hypothetical quotes that you can't say. You can't say um, It was really hard for me to get rid of food. So I decided to not throw away the food that we were no longer going to eat. I actually donated it to a local food bank. Yeah, that's probably the best advice. When you go through your pantry and you eliminate those items that aren't considered quote-unquote clean, the best thing to do, rather than just throw them away, it would probably be better if you donated them. So that way, at least someone will be getting use out of it. So when we started our challenge, we were given a small list of foods that we were supposed to limit or avoid. 
and it was small, but at the same time was really overwhelming because once you finish looking at the list, you're like, oh my God, this is like pretty much everything in my house. <laughs> um, so according to the challenge website, uh, foods you should limit or avoid are alcohol, candies, creamy heavy sauces, fried foods, high calorie salad dressings, partially hydrogenated oils, processed food, soda, and that includes diet soda, and sugar. Yeah, and it, the list is, it's not very extensive, but when you actually, you know, read the label of your food ingredients, you'll see that a majority of the items in the, you know, the standard American diet consist of all these things. And also, to make this a little bit easier, we've added a page to the website, so if you go there, all these items are lists, so you don't have to commit it to memory. So here started my task. I put the kids to bed one night and while Ken was out I grabbed several um, plastic handle bags and I just started digging through the cupboards uh, and out went boxes of rice-a-roni, hamburger helper. Um, my least favorite meal. <laughs> um, pancake syrup and ranch dressing. All that stuff had to go. and. It was really bittersweet to get rid of food that we worked very hard for, but um, we just had to do it. And the next grocery trip was actually like really shocking because we did put a lot out on the next grocery bill, but after that things just seemed to, to, to even off after a while. But it was more of, okay, I got rid of a box of white rice, so I'm going to replace it with a box of brown rice. I got rid of white pasta and we're going to replace it with whole grain pasta. No longer wheat bread, but whole grain bread. It was just simple switches that make such a big difference. Yeah, and one of the other things is we're not big soda drinkers, but we did drink uh, a lot of iced teas, stuff with a lot of sugar in it. So in order to sort of combat this, we switched, instead of buying soda, we switched to seltzer, which uh, you can find seltzer in all different kinds of flavors. And one of the things, again, just reading the label, just make sure that there's no added sugars or anything that wouldn't be considered clean. Or caffeine. I accidentally grabbed seltzer the one time that was <laughs> loaded with caffeine. <laughs> and then um, also if you're looking for clean eating snack ideas, you know, um, raw nuts, we are really big on raw almonds. Aside from the nuts, too, is uh, we also discovered Laura bars, which... Um, pretty simple ingredients and I guess when it comes to snack foods uh, just read the label and look at the ingredients. The fewer the ingredients and the more pronounceable the ingredients are the better. So a good example of this is if you look at you know a brand name fiber bar if you look at the ingredients compared to the lar bar you'll see that the brand name bar um, has it's just a decadent dessert in disguise. Yeah it has some extra fiber but compared to the lar bar, there's all this extra added sugars and all kinds of other ingredients, more so than the lar bar, which boasts, you know, simple ingredients. But that's just an example. So anyway, not to sound like a complete endorsement for lar bar, just using them as an example to really look through the ingredients because food is fuel. You want to make sure that you're eating whole ingredients, not artificial stuff or processed. So anyway, just to sort of, you know, recap what clean eating is for us, because, I mean, we could probably go through and talk about all the food items that we buy, but really, 
clean eating for us is eating as many whole foods, real foods, as possible that aren't processed or, or they're minimally processed or refined. And I'd also like to add that when deciding for yourself your own definition of clean eating, it's up to you whether or not you want to include dairy because hmm. we don't include dairy in our life only because Ken is actually lactose intolerant. Um, so we decided we felt really great after the first 10 days of the challenge. So we decided to just continue to cut that out for ourselves because when you do research on Pinterest and you're looking for clean eating meal ideas, you will find a lot of meals that do include cheese. So if you're on our blog or if you're on any of our social media, you'll notice that there is no cheese in our meals because we decided for ourselves that dairy was not going to be part of our clean lifestyle. It just, yeah, it just made it a lot easier. It just take all, it takes all the guesswork out of it. You know, hey, I, dairy doesn't really suit me very well, so we can either make meals and include cheese and I can try to eat around it, or we can just eliminate it altogether. So it also, you know, it really, like Brooke mentioned, it really defines, it really falls back on your shoulders and what works for you. Another question that we're frequently asked is when we cook meals for ourselves, um, what are the components that we use to make up a clean meal? So when I make a dinner, I usually make sure that we always have a main source of protein, whether that be meat, or when we do a vegan meal, it's usually um, garbanzo beans or lentils. Um, there's always a really hearty side of vegetables. I, I always make like quadruple the amount of vegetables so that way we can have half a plate full of vegetables. And there's usually always a complex carb on our plate. Um, so if you don't know what complex carbs are, uh, some examples would be quinoa, brown rice. You could use lentils as your complex carb, whole grain breads, sweet potatoes are great complex carbs. Yeah, those are all really good examples of starchy complex carbs. And um, vegetables are another form of carbohydrates, but those are more fibrous carbs. So our meals just try to be overall just balanced between those three ingredients. And uh, when I do choose my vegetables to go with the meals, we're not a boring family who just has um, green beans every single night or broccoli every single night. We really try and incorporate every single kind of vegetable you can think of. Yeah, that's one of the things, too. People fall into the trap where they'll have chicken, broccoli, and brown rice for every meal because it, it hits all three of the main you know, areas that you're trying to hit. But at the same time, that becomes really boring. And that's why you know, simply diets don't work. You eat the same thing day in and day out, you're going to get bored. And especially with our kids, I want them to eat different things. So um, I always try and find like really cool looking vegetables. So one of my favorite fall vegetables, which I actually just made yesterday, mm. was purple cauliflower. Oh yeah, it's a big one. Um, so, you know, my kids see white cauliflower on a plate. It looks extremely boring to them. If they see purple cauliflower on a plate, it tastes just the same. But I have a better chance of getting them to eat it because it looks more appealing than the white cauliflower. Yeah, and we actually have had people ask us, do you dye your cauliflower <laughs> that color? And no, it does come in different colors. And that's one of the cool things about vegetables is that 
there are all different kinds of colors. And the really great thing is the more variety of color of vegetable that you eat, the better for you they are because those colors equal the different phytonutrients that are really important that are in the vegetables that you need in your diet. Okay, well, I feel like that was a pretty good halfway point. So we'll take a quick break. We come back, we'll go over what's cooking with Brooke, find out what we had last week, and then talk about our future meals uh, coming up for next week. So we're back with what's cooking with Brooke. So why don't we talk about what we had to eat for the past week? Um, we'll just highlight three of our favorites, I guess, and then we'll talk about what we're going to eat next week. All right. So last week, um, you know, even though I made a few meals, three really stood out to us that were our favorites. So I'm going to start with the tomato basil con. Yeah, I think we're, we may have mentioned these on the last podcast. As meals that were coming that up. That were coming up, yeah. yeah. Sorry, good. So the uh, tomato basil cod was um, served over top of whole grain linguine. It's very good, very um, tasty. It was an oven-baked cod, and on top of that, there was um, a tomato basil sauce that I made. Um, mm -hmm. We're big on tomatoes. Yeah. We love tomatoes. Different colored tomatoes. Yes. All different kinds of tomatoes. Um I'm not going to lie, the sauce was actually made with just a tiny splash of dry white wine. <gasps> what? But, <laughs> you don't tell me this. <laughs> but, um, no, it was really good. Our kids love fish and cod especially, so it really is a staple fish in our house when I'm cooking. And um, we rounded that up with some boiled purple cabbage, which is another great uh, colorful vegetable to feed the kids. Yes, I and mean, that's another thing is we're, like, you know, we mentioned before, we're really big on vegetables. So, you know, our son loves tomatoes. So to be able to incorporate tomatoes with fish, um, you know, that was just right up his alley. And he certainly did like that. Um, we had a pre-Thanksgiving meal in the house this week. It was a cranberry glazed turkey tenderloin. Uh, I made some homemade whipped sweet potatoes. And while I'm talking about those, let me go on a little side note and say that when you make a mashed potato, whether it's a regular white or purple potato or even a sweet potato, you can actually clean those up a little bit by omitting all the butter you would normally put in those and just adding a splash of olive oil, removing the milk if you're living a dairy-free lifestyle, and adding almond milk. And they whip up just as fantastic as a regular mashed potato. Yeah, almond milk was sort of the savior in our house. We still, you know, enjoy having some of the granolas in like milk and it's the almond milk was just a good good transition. Yeah. And we rounded that meal out with um what I want to call an autumn mix of Brussels sprouts fresh from the farm across the street and the cauliflower actually came from the same um, farm and it was purple drizzled a little bit of olive oil on top of that and our favorite mrs. Dash and just roasted that in the oven um, The glaze that went on top of the turkey was actually a fresh cranberry glaze Which was extremely simple ingredients of just pure maple syrup fresh cranberries and apple cider vinegar. It was just amazing in fact, it was so easy to make that yours truly made the cranberry sauce. Yes. 
Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, so anyway, our last meal of the week, that was just a top winner for us, and I'm saving it for last because it was the best meal we made this week, it was actually our meatless meal of the week, and it was roasted carrots and red onions, and you mix that with a little bit of homemade barbecue sauce. It was just amazing. It, our daughter actually thought we were having pulled pork sandwiches. She ate about half of a sandwich before I told her there was no meat in it. It, it was just mind-blowing how good it was. Yeah, that's one of the awesome things uh, when we do the meatless meals. Um, we don't tell our kids. I mean, not because we don't think they're going to eat it, but we like to kind of surprise them. So we actually rounded that meal out by putting a little bit of purple cabbage on top to give it a little bit of crunch in the consistency, and that went onto a whole grain roll. And we had some of our homemade pickles on the side, fresh from our garden. And we did get a little cheaty that night. And we put a little bit of um, chips on the side. But they're our favorite brand of chips. They're the Terra All Natural Chips that are made from yucca root and uh, sweet potatoes. They're pretty good. Yeah, they're good. Moderation. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing, too, is um, you'll notice that we try to use a lot of um, produce that's available locally and that's one of the other things too if you have the ability to grow your own food like we do um, you know we make our own pickles our own and, spaghetti sauce yeah our own spaghetti sauce so a lot of the recipes that we do post um, if we can use stuff that we can make at our home that's what we try to use but anyway I mean that could be an entirely different podcast as well so anyway that was our three top meals of last week what do we have this week? Well, this week coming up, our meatless meal of the week is going to be a tomato coconut curry. Ooh. And I'm probably going to serve that over a bed of brown rice. Uh, we're going to be having some sticky beef with cashews. Mm. Teriyaki chicken bowls, because after we made Buddha bowls a couple weeks ago, I've just fallen in love with making the whole bowl. Yes, I love them very much. They're so good. <laughs> We're going to have a pumpkin turkey goulash because, to me, fall isn't over, and I'm still not done cooking with pumpkin. Never. You can never have too much pumpkin. And I honestly think we're going to go for another meatless meal this week. Mm. Um, I like making meatless meals on the weekend when Ken is here to cook with me because a lot of the times the meatless meals are... A labor of love and it's nice to have an extra set of hands in the kitchen yeah that's probably the only drawback with the meatless meals so far the recipes that we have found uh, they're pretty labor-intensive and if you don't have two people working on it it can kind of be a little bit too much all at once so if you have a partner to help you with some of these meals highly recommend so that meal is going to be a black bean meatloaf Ooh. Yeah, the, the meatless ones are usually my favorite, especially ones that are mimicking, uh, like, you know, meatloaf made out of beans. It just sounds really good. Yeah, so those are some of the meals that you can look forward to hearing about on next week's podcast. Yeah, so it's been uh, another uh, successful podcast. Thank you to all of our probably five listeners and four <laughs> subscribers on YouTube. Um, if you like what you hear, please share this with friends. Feel free to subscribe. If you have any questions for us, there's any topics that you would like to hear on the podcast, please let us know. You can visit the blog, 
or you can send us a message on Instagram or Facebook. Yeah, if there's anything that you've been curious to try, but just a little too afraid to try it, we're never afraid to try anything. So if there's something you want me to cook and you want opinions on it, let me know and I'll be glad to try and plan a meal around something that you'd like to hear about. All right, well, that'll about do it for us. So hopefully we'll see you guys next week. Well, I guess not see you, but you'll hear us next week when we talk about our meals and uh, hopefully some more topics. So we'll see you guys then. See you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye.